Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Gina Mayo is joining us today. Gina is a homeschool mom of eight who's also an accomplished music teacher who's taught everything from early childhood music and movement classes, voice lessons, and more. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the importance of music to your children's development and easy ways to include music education in your homeschool, even if you know nothing about how to teach music. We've got some really practical ideas for you today, so stay tuned. Before we dive in, I want to make sure that you know that the Heart School book, How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators, is available now on our website in both digital and printed versions. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book to learn more, and you can download a digital copy today for only $5. This book addresses how amazing parents use homeschooling to build strong families where children can excel academically, and it encourages parents to focus on what truly matters, which is our children's hearts. I can't encourage you strongly enough to pick up or download a copy for yourself, for I'm confident that the truths you find in that book will give you a lot of confidence in and peace about what you're pursuing in your home. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book to get your copy of Heart School today. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Hey, you guys, welcome back. I am very excited to welcome Gina Mayo to the podcast today. Gina and I are going to be talking all about music education in your homeschool. And especially, we'll be giving some encouragement to those of you who may feel a little insecure about it or wonder how you go about doing it. So Gina, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, it's good to have you. Can you tell us, before we dive in, a little bit about yourself and and specifically, I guess, kind of why you're so passionate about talking to homeschoolers about music education? Okay, sure. So I went to college for music education. I became a music teacher in the public school system for the first five years, and I taught junior high choir and elementary music. And then I got married and had my first child and knew from the beginning that we wanted to homeschool. So he is now 22 and we've been homeschooling for 22 years. I have eight children. My youngest just turned 11. And so after I started having children, I became certified in music garden, which is early childhood music and movement. And I started teaching that out of my home for babies through preschoolers and all of my children did it. So it was a great way to begin giving them a musical background. And I continued teaching music garden, even after it wasn't in my home anymore. We taught at homeschool co-ops all the way up until the shutdown was a couple of years ago. So it's just been a couple of years that I haven't taught music and music garden anymore, but I also have a couple of blogs and I started blogging about 18 years ago, Hmm. so long ago about homeschooling and family life and, 
homeschool curriculum, different things that we've used. But then I started music in our homeschool in 2016 because I started realizing that a lot of homeschool moms didn't feel confident teaching music in their homeschools. It's very expensive to go find a private teacher or sometimes it's just not convenient, especially if you have a bunch of kids and uh, just logistics can be really difficult. So I wanted to find an easy way for homeschool moms to feel confident and equipped for having music in their homeschools. So that's why, how it got started. Well, that's awesome. I want to follow up with you on kind of a, I guess, a setting the foundation type of a question for our whole conversation. You were talking about the the music garden program. I was thinking about kinder music and all of these things that are offered for young children. Why is, I, I guess, kind of helicopter question, why is music education so beneficial for children? And why is it so good to start early with those preschool, those those little, those young years, giving them some some introduction to this music education? So similar to learning a foreign language, which is, I think, something more of us understand, where we would say it's so much easier for a child to learn a foreign language if they start early, or if they at least start hearing that language while they're very little, then they can actually form the sounds, maybe have the accent better and just hear it easier in their minds. The same thing happens with music because music is a type of foreign language. And the earlier kids can start learning to play with a steady beat and to hear rhythms and to use their bodies in a musical way, like a type of dancing or marching, any way that's helping them feel the beat in their entire body, learning to match pitch with singing with their voice. The earlier they do that, the easier it is for them. Some people who are older and they think that they cannot distinguish pitches very well or they can't sing in key, Um, a lot of times it's just because they didn't have it in those early years, the emphasis on helping them internalize it. So before age nine, especially, it's really good if kids can get some of these very basic musical skills, but so simple for even a mom who does not know how to teach music, they can do it too. Well, yeah, you would, it it seems easier to me to kind of wrap my head around teaching that to younger ones, because like you said, it is, it's basic stuff. It is rhythm. It is beat. It is sound. It is tone. And that, that makes sense that it wouldn't be quite as intimidating as, you know, some of the more technical elements that you would be introducing as they get older. But I know from just some research that I have done, how beneficial music is from a from even a brain development standpoint. Mm -hmm. Can you address that some for us so that we get an even bigger picture of why this exercise, this this priority of having music in our homeschools is so important? Right. So it just, you know, and the brain is so amazing and new research is being done all the time, but they know that music, it's on both sides. So it can help the integration of everything. Uh, One thing that I think is really interesting is if you're doing music with both hands, like maybe playing a drum or a resonator bars, which is kind of like a xylophone, or dancing where you're moving across the midline, 
It's just helping to integrate your brain. It just helps it work better. And I don't understand how that is, but that's the research that I've read as well. And those are such simple things that we can get our kids to do at home. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are, not only is it so good for our children's brain development, but quite honestly, all of those things are good for family bonding. They're fun. They they build memories. They they're active things for you to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we we tend to separate sometimes the this is good for my child developmentally and this is a whole lot of fun that I can have with my child. But this can definitely be both. Oh, for sure. For sure. I know that music has always played a huge role in our family and and even seeing it as they grow up. You know, my kids are now 23 to 17. So we're, we're skewing much older now. But, but as that develops, as you are kind of wetting their appetite and giving them a love for all kinds of music. I mean, we, we introduced all kinds and, and allowed them to really explore both from a lesson side. They all went through different lessons in and out, some of them, some stuck with it longer, but there was the technical side of it, but also just the, this is, this is a joy. This music is psychologically helpful, not just beneficial in so many ways from a development side, which kids don't care about that. (laughs) No, that's something more the moms care about. Yeah, exactly. But I completely agree. It just, it can be such a wonderful thing for even our mental health to learn what type of music can help us feel better, to connect with God, to connect with others. There's just so many benefits for music. There really are. So you have you have taught the young the music garden like you talked about for the little ones. And you've been blogging about music in your homeschool, which I assume goes, you know, kind of spans the gamut of all of it. What have you found, and and I guess why have you found that music is so beneficial for us to incorporate into our homeschools? After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. Well, some of the things we just said, but also I just believe it's very important for everyone to include fine arts in their homeschool. Fine arts can be art, like the visual arts or dance or theater or music, but I love music and you can all do them all together too. But it just helps us understand more about history, about culture. Um, if you're studying cultures around the world, it helps you understand those cultures too. Mm-hmm. One of the fit, my favorite courses that I've written is World Music for Elementary. And we just go to countries all over the world and look at the folk music from those countries, their unique instruments that they've created, unique rhythms and styles and different ways of singing and different ways of dancing. So I love that because it helps us connect with different places around the world and understanding those cultures. But also I mentioned the mental health. I think that I do have quite a few courses for high schoolers to get a fine arts credit. And it's music history. It's, um, I even have a Charlotte Mason type of course where you're doing composer study, but colleges are also looking for you to be well rounded. And so right. this is a great way to add that in as well. Oh, absolutely. And everything that you just said, 
I was listening for any kind of technical element of it, but there was none. It was yeah. <laughs> it was tying it to history. It was tying it to culture. It was helping you better understand even the literature that you're reading because it gives you that that context of what's going on at the time. So music is really incredibly beneficial from a standpoint that that doesn't require a lot of technical skill or or experience. Exactly. And I do have some courses that are teaching kids how to play the guitar or the recorder or how to sing better. But for the most part, my courses are very simple. You don't have to have any equipment. You're just learning music appreciation. You're learning about a composer or a particular style or a country and what their music is like. That's, that is awesome and so, so beneficial. I want to sh- switch gears just a little bit here though and actually talk about lessons because I know that lessons are something that are, are things that a lot of people consider. They, you know, a lot of, it's very easy actually to get so engaged in all these different lessons that you're overbooking and kind of strangling your family. So what would you recommend as far as, you know, how to approach lessons for children? I found that with my own, we, everyone took some, but we tried anyway to listen to, you know, this just wasn't for them or they, you know, they, this got enough to get the technique and stuff, but didn't push beyond where I really felt like their heart was in it. But what is your recommendation as a music teacher? Yes. So with my eight children and they're 11 to 22 now, we have done a lot of different things. Yes. So a lot of different. <laughs> private lessons, we've done online lessons, we've done having to go to a studio or go to a person's house. We've done things where it's been through a private Christian school where they were offering band and allowed homeschoolers there. We have had group lessons and just uh, the whole thing. So I would encourage you, first of all, I would say that the very basic instrument, if you just pick one, would be piano, Mm -hmm. because piano just makes it easy for uh, you to understand music as a whole, to understand music theory. And then if you decide to sing or play any other instrument later, having that basic understanding with the piano keyboard and how it works and how music works with scales and half and whole steps and key signatures and everything... That is, that will really help you. It'll help you be a better singer because you'll understand how to sight sing better and match pitch. But that would be the first instrument I would encourage you. But piano doesn't start until you're maybe age seven or so. So earlier than that, I have two, three ideas, actually, the music garden or kinder music that you had mentioned earlier. So that's early childhood music and movement. But also playing the violin can go as early as age three because you can make really tiny violins for those little hands. So if you're interested in that and finding a teacher like a Suzuki teacher would be great because early um, Suzuki is more playing by ear, not Mm -hmm. by reading music. And so that is great for little ones because they're not reading yet. Right. And then the third idea is something brand new that's coming to music in our homeschool, and that's Kinderbach, which is a program actually written by another lady, Kari Greger, years ago. And then she took it down because it was all on DVD. 
and she wasn't going to switch it over to streaming. But then I contacted her and said, we need this back. I <laughs> loved it when my kids were little. And so Music Garden will have it uh, streaming coming in July. So I'm very excited about Kinderbox. Well, good. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's so, it's so good to help parents understand the, even the progression of, of like how you position what the earliest instruments are, what the best instrument to kind of give you a, a holistic look at music in general. And then I found, and I'm, you probably have too. Once my kids learn piano, you know, they've picked up a lot of more folk type instruments, uh, ukulele, uh, you know, we even have a dulcimer around here, just different things like that that are more teach yourself once you've got kind of a foundation. And so we've got there's music going all the time, which is really, really amazing. And it's it's so fun to hear them sit around and sing and do different things, not because I've told them to, just because they enjoy it. And so we've yes. been able to instill that love from a very early age by exposure and kind of including that in our lesson plans. And then you see that kind of play out as they get older. And it's so relational and so awesome. And I'm sure you would attest to it. It just does a mother's heart good to hear the the music coming from kind of a group of them all together out there. Yes, that is so fun. So, so good. Well, Gina, I am so grateful that you've been here today. Before we go, I want you to tell everyone where we can connect with you and uh, maybe even give us a little bit more about the Kinderbank that's coming up and where they'll be able to find it when it's finally available. Sure. So musicinourhomeschool.com is my main website. So you can go there and find anything. You can be linked to my online courses or find me on social media there. Sign up for my email list. But if you want to go to musicinourhomeschool.com slash Kinderbach, that will tell you how to find everything related to Kinderbach. And that's spelled K-I-N-D-R-B-A-C-H. So it's like the composer Bach. And uh, what it is, is a, a preschool beginning piano program. So she is actually teaching them some basics where I was just talking about half and whole steps and pitches going up and staying the same and going down and steady beat and all those basic things that are wonderful for little ones to get exposed to. So that is with Kinderbach. But I have courses for preschool all the way through high school, even some for moms. And you can find everything at musicinourhomeschool.com. Well, awesome. Well, I will be sure that we link all of that in the show notes. And so make sure uh, all of you listening in that you check that out. Visit with Gina there. Gina, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Leslie. Well, you are welcome to everyone else. I am very grateful that you have hung out with us today as well. It's like we always say, the Great Commission begins at home, and music is actually a phenomenal way to tighten those relationships, to give you a platform. As you are making your children more comfortable with music, you find that coming out in even the way they sing in worship time and everything else. It is so valuable in every area of your homeschool, your family life, your personal growth and development for you and for your children. So I encourage you to check out Music in Your Homeschools, figure out ways that you can start introducing and encouraging music appreciation in your own family, and then just wait and see how beneficial that is for all of you. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. 
Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. 